Welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Brooks. Up until about five years ago, I was your average mom of three. It was after the sudden loss of my father that my life changed forever and the rising within me began. Since then, I've embraced my gifts and have stepped into my role as an evidential psychic medium, past life reader, higher self mentor, holy fire Reiki practitioner, and published author. In this podcast, we will talk all things spiritual and healing through a very grounded and relatable approach. I hope you'll continue to join me each week, remembering who you always were as we rise together. Hello, welcome back. Sorry, I just felt like singing. Um, Welcome back to another episode of the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Brooks, in a high vibe. I'm in a high vibe this afternoon. It always happens whenever I am connecting to energy. I just recorded the daily tarot uh, readings for the next week. And so it really brings me to a high vibrational place and raises my mood. You know, before I was doing that, this this earlier today, I felt extremely fatigued and tired. And now I feel like a big ball of energy. So maybe that's something we can talk about today too. Um, I do want to thank you for tuning in and for listening every single week Um, And for, you know, taking the time to spend your time with me, I I really appreciate it. I really, really, really do. Um, So today we're going to talk a little bit about spirit guides and archangels and how we can best like recognize what they are and how we can, you know, call on them. What are some tips that I use? So everything that I'll be sharing today is based on my experience, okay? Um, What I do, how this works for me. As always, with any sort of spiritual teaching, I always ask you to use your discernment. Um, Spirituality is not a one-size-fit-all kind of um, methodology, you know, or or there's, there's not one way to be spiritual is what I mean to say. So, you know, anybody that's teaching a spiritual topic or modality is, yeah, there's like basic truths, but it's also a level of this is what's worked for me, right? So I think it's important. I always want to encourage everyone as you're on the spiritual path and really aligning with your true highest and best self to be discerning about how you choose to work and and realizing that there's not just one size fits all because I think a lot of us I think the reason that spirituality can sometimes be an overwhelming topic for people or maybe like even tapping into your own intuition can seem quite daunting at times I think the reason is because we might read something that's like this is step by step how you're meant to do this and then we take that as absolute fact and if it doesn't work for us or we experience it in a different way, then we begin to doubt our own connection. And we're like, well, when I do that, I don't get the same results. It doesn't seem to work the same, but I feel more tapped in when I do this, but that's not something that was mentioned. And I think that it can kind of, you know, put us off course. So I think it's important to specify right from the get-go that this is my experience and what's worked for me. And I highly encourage you to work with your own intuition and trust in it. There's not one size fits all, okay? But I do love to share, I do love to talk about these things because even talking about them and getting the conversation going 
can help other people learn to trust in themselves. It opens the door a little bit so somebody is more apt to maybe be open to, you know, learning how to listen to their own intuition, practicing with it, using tips, right? And then and then adapting, tweaking as we go if you need to. So, Let's talk about archangels versus spirit guides. So this, again, is going on my opinion. I'm not on Wikipedia. I'm not Googling the information. Um, based on what I've learned from my connection with the spirit world is that an archangel is really like a helper to source. Um, you know, another word for source would be God. Another word for God is universe. And archangels are helpers of that source. So these are angelic, high vibrational beings that I believe, based on what I've experienced from my connections and interactions with the archangels, is that they are not really, um, you know, like male or female, kind of like genderless, just a being, right? And I honestly believe that God is as well, genderless, a being, right? Um, and that's how, I, that's how I see the archangels. However, just like the spirit world, just like our spirit guides, they may appear to us in a certain way. It's a manifestation of, you know, of, of how we might understand them to be. So a lot of people, you know, I have like archangel oracle decks and things like that. And you'll see like Archangel Michael and Raphael. And then there's, there's some archangels that are more feminine. And so they're the, the cards look, the artwork is a female, right? I think that that is kind of interchangeable because I think that, you know, in that place as a high vibrational being connected to source, helper to source, we would be genderless. Okay. So I will specify that's my opinion, my experience. Um, but these archangels are beings that I don't believe have ever lived human lives, right? They are high vibrational beings, helper of God, who help us kind of stick to our soul contracts. They help us stay on, you know, the path of our potential. That's what they can help with. They can help with aligning with our soul's path. A spirit guide is a little bit more personal, I think, and, and it's definitely more individual for each of us because, you know, like for instance, Archangel Michael is said to be the Archangel for lightworkers. Now, if you're listening to this, you probably are a lightworker, right? Because lightworkers are simply individuals that agreed to spend time on earth in this time period to raise the consciousness of earth, right? And lightworkers don't just have to do one thing to do that. We light workers aren't all just going to be working in a spiritual profession. You know, you could be a nurse and be a light worker. You could be a teacher and be a light worker. So it's really about the energy that you bring and the purpose and the intention that you're bringing with you into this lifetime, right? So if you're a light worker and you're a teacher, then you're helping, you know, shape those, those, young minds to be open and expansive. So I bet you could tell the difference, you know, if you, if you compared maybe a teacher that made you feel expansive, that made you question things, that made you open to a lot of possibilities and wasn't married to just like one way of thinking 
And you might compare that with somebody who is very by the book and like, no, this is the way it is and maybe appears a bit more closed minded. You know, if I was to think about teachers that I've had the, both of those experiences with, it's probably more likely that the one that was like opening you up to possibilities and expanding your own consciousness was a light worker, right? But we don't have to box ourselves in and all be spiritual practitioners because we're light workers. Light worker simply means you're coming here to help the world expand your consciousness. So Archangel Michael is said to be the Archangel for light workers. So he, they <laughs> are there for all of us. Michael will come to any and all of us at any time, right? It's a universal, a collective support that you can call on, though, individually if you need to. Spirit guides are much more personal. So this is based on my experience. My experience is that we have at least one main spirit guide. Now, in the readings that I've done, what I've noticed, the theme that I've kind of noticed is that there tend to be two to three per individual. Okay, so on the other podcast that I host with Aaron, Soul Rising, we did an episode on spirit guides and I was, you know, spoke candidly on that episode and I had said, you know what, like I've never intentionally asked for my spirit guide to come through. I've had other people's spirit guides come through to me in a session, but I've never said, hey, reveal yourself to me. Who are you? Let me, let me get to know you a little bit better. So I did that. That was my homework at the end of that episode and then in the following episode, I came back and shared my findings. And so what I ended up discovering is that I have two spirit guides that are with me like all the time from birth daily. Okay. One is female and one is male. And I felt like the male was kind of like my primary, at least at this point in my life support. So I had a male come in whose name is Matthew. And I had a female spirit guide come forward whose name was Lila. So Matthew made me feel as if he is supporting me in my life at this time when it comes to my mediumship, when it comes to my business, when it comes to healing old wounds and like moving beyond any limiting self-beliefs and really stepping into my full potential. And that's what he made me feel like he was mainly here to support me with. And Lila made me feel like she was much more connected to my inner child and to inner child healing and to finding joy. I just got big old goosebumps as I said that. I've been hearing and seeing the word joy a lot lately. A lot, a lot, a lot. So there's, there's, there's things to reflect on with that word, with that word for sure. So I believe that spirit guides have lived at least one human life. So Matthew and Lila would have lived as human beings at some point in history. Maybe we've lived a life together. Probably, really, when I think about that, my intuition says yes. <laughs> um, and that before I was born, before I chose the life that I chose, that Matthew and I and Lila and I would have potentially, you know, signed a soul contract that they would be my spirit guide, that this was my mission and this is what I would do and this is how they would support me with it. 
And so I believe our spirit guides are with us from birth, from conception, really, maybe even preconception. Whenever the decision is made that you as a soul are being born into this chosen life is when I think that happens. But the thing with archangels and with our spirit guides is that they are there for support absolutely and i do believe especially the archangels would do a lot of behind the scenes um support collectively you know like in general for us but i do believe that both work with the principle and the law of um free will so something that is just kind of universally agreed upon, I feel, in the spiritual world is that we as humans, human beings on this earth realm have free will. And so we might sign a soul contract that, okay, like this is the family I'm choosing and I'm choosing this, this, this potential path and there's this potential path too. And this is genuinely like my mission. This is the karma I want to clear up. This, These are the things that I really want to accomplish at a soul level because the purpose of incarnating is evolution. So we really want to tie up, up loose ends and we really want to wrap up that karma so that we can leave that part of us behind when we choose to do it again. And part of me feels like maybe spirit, this, our spirit guides have cleared up their karma, right? Like they, they don't necessarily need to incarnate again. But I, I do like kind of wonder sometimes because this kind of information is something that I feel like it's limitless and, and we continue to learn more and more and more about. So I don't think there's just like one correct answer. But as I'm speaking, you know, I'm kind of wondering, you know, is it possible that yes, Matthew and Lila have maybe wrapped up all their life lessons and now they serve as guides. But is it possible that we could maybe go back and forth between, okay, so next time I'm not going to come back as a human being on the earth realm, I'm going to be a human being on the earth realm's spirit guide. Like, is that possible? Is that something we might do in between our own lives? I don't know. Food for thought. Let me know what you think about that. When I just uh, said that, I looked down and I've been recording for 14 minutes and 14 seconds. So I've been, the numbers have been speaking <laughs> to me as of lately for sure. So yeah, that's food for thought. But you know, this concept of free will is important. It's important. Our spirit guides, I feel like help, help line things up for us potentially you know, maybe make sure that we're in the right place at the right time. I also believe that our spirit guides are deeply connected to the voice of our intuition, to the feeling of our gut feelings, our spidey senses. I think that's how they communicate to us more often than not is through our own head voice, our own inner knowing. Um, but I also believe that because of this law of free will, that there's a lot that they can't interfere with because that was the agreement. Okay, like I, I, this is what my mission is. And, you know, if I need you, I'll call on you. But I don't think that we know to do that. I feel like there's almost this type of like spiritual amnesia <laughs> when we reincarnate. I feel like that's purposeful. I feel like maybe if we knew everything 
to know about our own soul and every single life that we've ever lived. Um, if we had all that information right from the get-go, from childhood, from infancy, um, that might really keep us from doing the hard work that is life. Like, I think there's, there's purpose in that little bit of spiritual amnesia when we come in here. Because if you knew everything you had to do right from the get-go and you remembered it all, how would you really learn? How would you, like, I think part of the process, part of the lesson is having that information, that wisdom inside and learning to unwrap it. And I feel like we unwrap it by listening and nurturing our inner knowing and our intuition. So there's got to be an element of mystery. So I think that's why we don't come in here all knowing. And like I know everything about what everything I'm supposed to do. And every life I've ever lived. And every mistake I've ever made. That would be really then easy, right? It would be really, really easy to grow and evolve. But earth is like the hardest place, I feel, to do this work. And so I feel like the souls that have chosen to do this life as humans on this planet are tenacious as all get out. <laughs> I feel like we must have some really big lofty goals, which is why I feel I think so highly of everyone because if you're here right now and you're listening, you got big things to do. You got big things to do and you are capable of it all. And learning to trust your intuition will help you believe in that. Because, you know, when you start listening and you start putting it into practice and you're like, okay, I, my gut tells me to do this. And even though my ego is like, mm, but, 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 my gut tells me this. So I'm just going to trust and go out on a limb, which is really difficult, by the way, especially in the beginning. And you do that and you're like, oh, it worked out. I didn't fail. It was okay. And then you do it the next time and the next time until you can move through the doubt much more quickly and, and you begin to feel very confident in your intuitive connection. You just learn to trust it. And that's when our evolution and our, uh, or sorry, the, that's when our, I feel like our evolution is accelerated and when it becomes a little bit more easy. But I think there's a lot of purpose in the struggle and in the challenge when we're learning how to do that. There's got to be that balance of both. There's got to be balance of the spirit and the human. After all, we are spirits experiencing life as humans. So we have to, we can't just all be spiritual all the time, right? Like we can't live our lives right now as if we are spirits because we're also human and that's why we're here. That's the purpose of our lives. It's to blend and balance those two. You're here on earth to do things, hard things, mundane things. But when you infuse those things with your spiritual self, when you begin to do the mundane tasks of life and you move through the struggles and the challenges of life with spiritual wisdom, they become a heck of a lot more tolerable and doable. And this is why I'm so passionate about the work that I do. Because I'm living it. I'm living it. 
I had a wise woman once tell me, Amy, the student and the teacher, we are all students and teachers. We're all equal, right? Some of us are more skilled in, in certain ways and others in, in other ways. And we all are here to rely on each other, to learn from each other, and to teach each other. And so if this is my gift and this is what I'm skilled at, I don't need to be perfect or an expert or 100% healed and I don't need to have all of my SHIT together because I'm a human too, right? But the teacher just needs to be a couple steps ahead of the student. And that's how I view myself. You know, I'm just, if you're learning from me, if you've had a reading with me and you've had, you know, guidance come in, I'm just a couple steps ahead in my development. Maybe you're listening and you also, you know, have been doing this work and you and I are equals. Maybe you are a couple steps ahead of me. No hierarchy here. We're all learning and teaching each other. So I think that we need to, when we want to connect to our spirit guides, I think, or sorry, when we want the support of, from our spirit guides, I feel like we have to ask. The same is like when you're booking a reading with me, I take that as permission that it's okay to guide you. It's okay to provide you with help. It's okay to, you know, give you direction. If you don't ask me for it, it's not okay for me to give it to you because of your, the, you know, you and I, we have free will, the law of free will. So I feel like our spirit guides feel the same way. Just ask for it. Just ask for it. And I'm going to share with you how maybe you can recognize the signs that come from your spirit guides. But I just briefly want to touch on... Um, just writing that down so I don't forget. I briefly want to touch on another part of this spirit guide topic. So we talked about how I feel and in my own experience doing readings where people's guides have come through, there's been about two to three potentially um, actual, you know, spirit guides that are with you from conception, birth, whatever you want to say. I don't know. I don't know if it's conception or birth. But before you enter this world, like before you are you, we have those constant guides that are with us every single day of our lives. But a new concept to me and something that I learned in the last couple of years, maybe in the last five years, is that we also can have spirit guides come in for shorter time periods, shorter durations, and maybe for certain parts of our lives where they want to step in and provide guidance. So if you have a spirit guide that's like stepping in for a specific time in your life around a certain area of your life, you can see how valuable it would be to know that you know, you're going through this certain time period in your life. For instance, maybe you're building a business, right? Maybe you're taking a chance on what lights your soul on fire and you're launching your own business. That's a big life change. I am sure 
that you have someone in the spiritual realm that is ready and willing to assist you with that. And as I speak, my arm hairs are standing on end. So yes, you do. So think of how valuable it would be to then know how to connect in those big life transitions and changes. It'd be invaluable, right? So we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Something that I learned, though, about this concept of spirit guides that might just step in for a season is that those spirit guides that can step in for a season can be our ancestors. They can be people that we were connected to in our current life who have since passed away and have transitioned to the spirit world and that they can then step in in the form and the role of a spirit guide. How did I learn this? I learned this because I had I have had at least three mediumship readings by other mediums Okay, that didn't know me, that had no connection to anything I was doing, no connection to each other. And all three of them over the years have told me, this in the last five years, that my dad is a spirit guide. Now, obviously, he couldn't have been a spirit guide for my whole life because he was living and in my current life as in the role of my father until I was 38. However, since he's transitioned to the spirit world, he has become a spirit guide for me, specifically helping me with my business and with my sense of worthiness because your sense of worthiness and your business, <laughs> if you are somebody that's running your own business, worthiness and your own business, it rhymed, I didn't mean to even rhyme, but it did, they go hand in hand. Anybody who's a business owner knows this, right? Because um, your your sense of belief in yourself and how you view yourself and if you're worthy, uh, how you feel about money and how you feel about, you know, maybe um, success and failure and all of these things will show up in your life when you are running your own business a thousand and ten percent. And I feel like that's the cost of it sometimes, right? You have to get, you have to weed through all that. You have to work on all that in order for you to be successful. And I think that's why, yeah, there's some self-starters that start a business and right off the get-go, they're multi-million, multi-millionaires or very well-known or famous or what have you. But for the most part, even those people that we view as kind of overnight successes, probably if we really got to know their story, we'd realize that they've been doing that or working towards that for a very long time. And so when you start doing this work, and by this work, I mean diving into your inner world, working through your limiting self-beliefs, working through money mindset and scarcity and all of these things that come in when you're healing all your wounds when you are you know healing your your inner child and working through everything and anything that could have made you feel less than it's going to show up in your business and the more you do the inner work the better you're going to feel the more aligned you're going to feel with your soul's purpose 
and then very likely the more successful you are in business because everything is energy. Money is energy. We, we have these really messed up views. I'm just generalizing as we, but I will call myself out that I am working on my concept of what money means, right? And I feel like a lot of us have really messed up views of money. Money doesn't grow on trees. We have to work hard at earning money, right? We have a lot of conditioning around money. But if you really think about everything is energy, energy is a unlimited resource. We're not going to run out of it. We can actually create more energy. And if money is energy, I mean, think about money. It's literally paper that we print. And we attach a label to it. We attach value and meaning. Somebody is better than somebody else because they have more paper. When you really start to deconstruct your beliefs around money, it kind of will blow your mind. But the reason I'm bringing that up is because, um, you know, I was talking about my dad and my dad being a spirit guide and helping me with my business and my money mindset and my sense of worthiness. And I've shared before that my dad and I had a challenging relationship in life and I didn't always feel supported. Um, and so, you know, he stepped in to this role as spirit guide to help me with building my confidence up, making me feel like I can do it. Making me see that I am worthy of everything that I want. And he probably has an inside, you know, intel. He has some intel on, you know, what is possible for me. What my potential is based on him being in the spirit world, right? I'm sure he is aware of what is possible for me. So, you know, I can see how he would want to help me with that. You know, I would want to help my kids with that too, whether I was living or in spirit. So that's this a piece of how our loved ones that are in spirit or our ancestors can step in as spirit guides as well. Um, if you feel the presence of a loved one, or maybe there's an ancestor that you never met in life, but you feel exceptionally connected to them. And you don't know why, but you're just like, that person, I don't know what it is, but I feel like they're around me all the time. Very likely, they have stepped in the role of spirit guide for you. For maybe this season of life or this lesson that you're, you're wanting to learn, needing to learn at a soul level. So how do I connect to my spirit guides? Well, um, the first thing that I do is I will... As always, whenever I'm connecting to any energetic source, whether it is um, Reiki, whether it is, um, you know, before I prepare for a mediumship session, a client, any sort of client reading, whether I am just trying to connect for myself to maybe discern or gather guidance around what should I do, what decisions should I make when I'm trying to tap into my energy or when I'm trying to connect to my spirit guides, I do the same thing regardless. Um, so I don't have this really confusing, big kind of um, lead up to doing so. I don't really have a, 
you know, structure in place. But also I want you to know that that's because I have been doing this every day for five years. So I feel like I just really embody the I embody my intentions, so I don't have to necessarily declare my intentions like I used to, but I'm going to think like a beginner as I'm saying this to you, okay? So, I would, regardless of what and who I want to connect to, I definitely would put myself, place myself in a, in a place that is as quiet as possible, you know, if that's not possible, then work at quieting yourself and your own mind. I would put my hand on, one hand over my heart and one on my belly. And I would take some really, really deep breaths through your nose. I'm going to do that as we're talking. So if you're wondering what I'm doing, if there's any little pauses and you are listening on Apple or Spotify versus watching the video on YouTube, I'm just taking deep breaths through my nose and out my mouth. And as I do this, I will talk. Now some people will talk out loud and some people will talk in their head. It's whatever is your personal preference. For the, talk, for the case of this, I will talk out loud because if I talk in my head, you won't hear me. <laughs> so I do this deep breathing and I would say, I'm here today to connect to my spirit guides. And I would take a really, really deep breath. I am looking for guidance around my next steps. Fill in the blanks. What are your next steps? For me, I'm looking for guidance around this house buying and selling process. Is there anything that I should be aware of or know about this process? How can I best align with the ideal home to buy? And how can I best align with the ideal seller? Sorry, the ideal, <laughs> ideal buyer for my home. This is just an example because this is something that I am looking for guidance on in my life. But I would just, you know, say that. Usually I'd say this in my head, but I'm, like I said, I'm doing it out loud so that you can hear. It doesn't have to be any scripted text. I don't use scripted anything ever. <laughs> Even when I do guided meditations, which by the way is something that I'm working on and you will find on this podcast in the next few months. I'm not using a script. I'm closing my eyes and channeling and seeing what wants to come out. That's how I roll. I'm not really a scripted person. If you are a scripted person and you kind of want to look up something online or you have a book where there's a nice little, you know, paragraph that would feel good for you to open yourself up to the spirit world. I know Rebecca Campbell in um, one of her books has some nice um, kind of intentions and, and something that you could say if you're looking for a script. But if you're like me, just say whatever you want to say. It doesn't have to be a certain kind of language or, you know, said in a certain way. It can be as simple as what I just said. And so after I would say this, I would say, 
you know, like your, your, your intention is, cause I called out specifically spirit guide, right? If it is a loved one in spirit, you would say their name. If it is, I don't know, God or source, you would say that. If it is Archangel Michael, for example, you would say that you would call that person close to you. If you know the names of your spirit guides, you could use them. Um, if you don't know the names of your spirit guides, by the way, you can ask them. Now, I've been told multiple times, and I've read other spiritual practitioners say that our spirit guides um, likely are genderless and likely do not have names, but that, you know, they might manifest in a certain way for you and give you a certain name so that you best know how to call on them and also so that you best will recognize them when they come right so Matthew shows up to me as a very tall man a bit broad definitely a Celtic kind of connection he wears this like purple kind of robe or cape that has a hood um he has strikingly blue eyes and kind of like a little bit of like a crooked nose a little bit or there's like a little bit of a bump there um, and that's how he comes to me in my mind's eye. So now I know when I see that, that that's him. And when I said, when I felt this presence come forward, I asked, what is your name? What can I call you? And I heard clear audiently, you can call me Matthew. And the same thing happened when Lila came through as well. Okay. So keep that in mind as well. So you're intentionally calling out for a certain person. You're asking them for something. I am looking for guidance around A, B, and C. That is you giving your permission for them to assist. Now, you don't even have to ask them for a specific thing. Like for me, I, I just said I was looking for guidance. But you could say, I feel really lost when it comes to my next steps. Can you assist me with that? And you might receive some sort of guidance. You might hear something come in. There might be an idea that comes in your mind that's like, hmm, think about this. And you might go, whoa, I never even considered that. But that makes a lot of sense. These are ways in which they will, you know, trans like transfer that energy, that information to you. So for me, I'm highly clairvoyant, so I will very often see things. Spirit also knows that I work in like metaphor and symbols. That's my kind of how I think about things. So I'm often given symbols and signs and metaphors and things like that. Um, and I will just kind of hear. Now, you'll recognize the difference between you conjuring up a thought. So if you're sitting here and you're consciously brainstorming about what you should do when it comes to this major decision that you're weighing, you know what it feels like for your own brain to respond and give you a thought for the most part, right? Versus you're out driving in your car, not even thinking about that. And something just drops into your awareness and you're like, oh my God, that is the answer to my question. It just came out of nowhere. You weren't consciously thinking about it. That's how you can discern. Okay. 
there's like a neutrality to it. The same as like your intuition has a neutrality to it. Your spirit guides are going to utilize your intuition more often than not. So any sort of um, communication that comes from them where you, you are receiving an internal message is going to be felt through your clear senses. So clairvoyance, you're going to see in your mind's eye like your imagination. Maybe you're going to dream about it. Okay, clear audience, you hear something, keep in mind more often than not, it's going to be in your own head voice. But again, it feels detached, like that just came out of nowhere. And I didn't consciously think that. Right, clairsentience means it's just a feeling and you don't know how to explain it, but you just have a feeling about something. Clear cognizance is a clear knowing. I don't know how I know, but I know. There are two other clairs, but those are the ones that normally <laughs> will come in for for from spirit guides, right? Like you will you'll feel something internally. So they will be the voice of your intuition when it comes to that. The difference, the way to trust it is the intention that was set. I always you hear me say all the time, intention is everything. When I prepare to do a reading, I don't have any preparation. <laughs> I sit down in this chair. I take a few deep nose breaths, very cleansing breaths, so I can kind of shake off anything else. I also do this with the intention of, please, my, my mind, my thoughts, my monkey brain, turn off. Open myself up. I'm a clear channel. Anything that comes in is for my client. And this is what I mean by I now embody it. So I don't have this preparation because it's so ingrained in me that, and I have that relationship with spirit where they know, okay, if she's doing a client session, that's what her intention is, right? Her intention is to connect to people in spirit that are loved ones of that client versus me doing a past life reading. Her intention is to connect to this client's past life. But in the beginning, you kind of set that intention. It's kind of all separately. I'm intending to get connect to my spirit guides. And this is what I want to know. And this is what I want guidance with. And then be open to receive. The clairs, right, that I just talked about. Now, there are some ways, too, that they can show up in your life in a more an environmental way. External, like not internal, like your clairs outside of you. Um, some ways that this shows up for me is through automated writing, which is kind of internal, but also external. So sometimes I'll be writing something, you know, maybe I'm, uh, this happens often in like when I'm doing client sessions, especially mediumship. So, um, I always keep a notebook in front of me when I'm doing mediumship and I kind of just, you know, take notes or doodle or what have you. And sometimes I'll be thinking of something like I'll be thinking of, say, I don't know, sunflowers. Okay. So my, my hand goes to write sunflowers, but when I looked down at the paper, I didn't write sunflowers. I wrote Sam, right? Or like another word. And that happens more often than you think, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. Cause it's like, that's, I didn't think that my intention was to write sunflower. Where did Sam come from? Well, that's spirit, right? That is spirit literally working through you in an in external way. 
Um, and whenever that happens, it's it's all the um, always very, very significant to the client. Like I will say, oh my God, look at this. I meant to say this and I wrote this and they'll go, stop, stop right now. Because <laughs> it's, it's something so significant. I've also um, noticed that sometimes my handwriting will change, which is really cool too. So automated writing is one of those things, one of the ways um, that that might show up. You might see a lot of repeating numbers, right? You're all oh, thinking about that. I'm asking for support. One, 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 one everywhere. Ask regardless of if you're wanting to connect your spirit guides to an archangel, to a loved one in spirit, to your higher self, regardless of your intention of who you're asking. You can get specific and ask them for something specific. So you can say, okay, spirit guides, when I am on the right track, I'm giving you permission to show me a sign. And the sign that I would like is a rabbit. So I will be open to any and all forms that I receive the message rabbit. Now this could be you seeing an actual rabbit running across your grass or running across the road as you drive. It could be that um, somebody says rabbit. It could be that you're watching TV and there's a rabbit on the, on the screen. But you specifically asked for rabbit. I think Erin, my co-host of Soul Rising, mentioned before that she had asked, I don't know if it was a loved one in spirit or a spirit guide, but she said, show me a frog. And then she left her house and she was like going to work or school or somewhere. And there was a car parked. And for whatever reason, she was drawn to notice the license plate. Normally, she wouldn't notice the license plate or be looking at a license plate, but her eyes were directed to the license plate. And it was one of those one of those kind of like vanity plates where you can get like a picture of something along with the um, numbers and letters. And so there was a frog on the actual, like not a real one, but a picture of a frog on the license plate. And it had happened very soon after she said, okay, if this is the right thing for me, show me a frog. So you can get specific like that. That's how you can communicate to your loved ones too. A lot of people, or sorry to your spirit guides, a lot of people will find that easier to work with in the beginning. Because when you're working with like, oh, I'm, I, I need to see them in my mind's eye and hear things coming through as my intuition. If you're not in practice of doing that and trusting it, you might just go, well, that's just my imagination. So it might be better if you're a beginner and you're trying to connect to ask for external to you signs. Okay, if this is the right thing, you know, if I'm supposed to make this decision, can you please show me an 1111 today? Or can you please show me a rabbit today? And when that comes in, that's the answer to your question. Yes, it is. I just looked down 47 47 is how long so we've got some repeating numbers I love interestingly enough both of the repeating numbers today that I saw during this recording have a four in them so we had 14 14 and 47 47 so four let's look up the numerology of four afterwards I will put it in the show notes and tell you what that means now, this is such a, a huge topic okay but I hope that you feel a little more equipped to try to connect to your spirit guides. They are always around you. 
they are at the ready 24 7 to communicate to you they are there for you and you alone you are their purpose so they're gonna want to talk to you they're gonna want to guide you it's just a matter of you being perceptive to it and opening yourself up to the possibility of that assistance and that guidance and if you can get to that place you know because you're practicing with it because you are working with it you will begin to trust it and you will open yourself up to a world of magic and support you are more loved and supported than you can even imagine and i can't wait until you feel that in your bones and you know that to be true i had fun today i hope you did too and i will see you next time on the intuitive rising podcast Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Intuitive Rising Podcast. If you would like to continue the chats and join a group of like-minded souls on their own spiritual journey, please request to join the Intuitive Rising community over on Facebook. All are welcome. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star rating. If you'd like to connect with me directly, please visit my website at theintuitiverising.com.